Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. The union of Jews and Gentiles in Christ is the pattern for the solution to all racial division in the world. Sadly, most people don't want the solution God offers. We've sought to help you understand the world's way of addressing racism and to see how the real answer applies. We also need to be vigilant to keep our guard up against allowing non-biblical ideas from a secular worldview to work their way into the church. Please listen as Pastor Harris gives today's slice of this week's timely message entitled, Fellow Citizens of God's Household. As we began the book of Ephesians a few months back, I was looking forward through the book, how are we going to approach it and how are we going to do it, and I decided that when we got to this paragraph uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22, that I wasn't going to spend just one uh, message on it, that I would take two, because I wanted to take a little extra time to talk about some applications from this passage that are uh, very much appropriate for the current situation in our society. And then it became three, and today is number four. We're going to finish Ephesians chapter 2 uh, this morning, uh, but we're doing, we are doing it in a little bit different way. I want to give you an, an overview of this paragraph, verses 11 through 22, and then major on some more uh, important commentary on the way things are in our world and what we should do about it. Paul uses the um, union of Jews and Gentiles being brought together in Christ to teach us about the extent of the gospel. The, I've called it the sufficiency of the gospel. It can accomplish what nothing else can. And the truth is that what has brought Jew and Gentile together in Christ is the pattern for the solution to all racial division in our world. There is no two groups in the world today that hate each other more than Jews and Gentiles did. And it is amazing, it is astounding to actually see that resolved. This is the answer. Sadly, most people don't want the solution that God offers. As we have nibbled our way through this little paragraph so far, we try to help you uh, understand how we need to uh, apply this and how we need to uh, stand firmly on the sufficiency of the gospel and keep our guard up against letting non-biblical ideas built on a secular worldview to work their way into the church. Next time we come back to Ephesians, it'll be at the beginning of chapter 3, and we'll do it in our normal style. But I want to continue the pattern for today. So here is the overview of Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. 
We've already seen our position in Christ. That's verses 11 and 12. We've our, our, I'm sorry, our position before Christ. And then the second part is our position in Christ, verses 13 through 18. And this morning I'm just going to introduce you to the third part, our position in Christ, which is verses 19 through 22. Now remember, this is framed against the backdrop of the centuries-old hot hatred of Jews toward Gentiles and Gentiles toward Jews. You ever heard of the concept of anti-Semitism? Well, that is a form of racism. Why do so many people hate the Jews? Well, you can come up with a whole bunch of reasons for that. So we've taken the time to survey some of the things that are here. We, we looked at the, the backdrop of what was accomplished in the, in the generation of the apostles as recorded in uh, the book of Acts. And we're going to try to make more uh, application and do a little more analysis today. We started out with our position before Christ. This passage begins with the word, therefore, and verse 11, it follows verse 10, even in the English Bible. And verse 10 is, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which He prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember. Remember what? Well, He's going to use this illustration, Jews and Gentiles. Remember, therefore, that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of God, having no hope and without God in the world. Our former position before Christ, well, it wasn't good. We were described as far off because we did not have the oracles of God as did the Jews. Now, our position in Christ... Look at the contrast. Formerly, that's how you were. Now look how the next verse begins, verse 13 through verse 18. But now in Christ, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He Himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in His flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so that In himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to those who were far away, and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. It doesn't matter which side of which racial division you were on, the answer is he preached to those who were near, to those who were far off. I'm sure you know that your opinions and your convictions and your experiences are all right. They're correct. They're true. So everybody else is far off, and they feel exactly exactly that way about you on the other side of whatever the division is. The gospel is the same gospel to both sides, preached to those who were near and those who were far off. But notice how verse 13 begins with that, but now. Verse 11 said, formerly here's how it was, but now in Christ Jesus. Jesus broke down 
all of the factors that comprised what he summarizes here as the barrier of the dividing wall. So here are some of the catchphrases that are in this passage. So he himself is our peace. He made both groups into one. He established peace. He reconciled them both in one body to Christ. Now, it was at that point of our study that I recommended we coined the new term, the sufficiency of the gospel. Not a profoundly new idea, but what we're trying to say is the gospel is the sufficient answer to the divisions. Well, now to the final portion of this paragraph. Uh, We're just going to mention a little bit of it today. I'm going to plant a couple of seeds that we will water and then harvest the produce later as we move through uh, the book of Ephesians. But we come now to our position with one another. And this explains, among other things, the results of applying the principle of the sufficiency of the gospel to a rift which was as spectacular and enduring as the divide between Jews and Gentiles. Verse 19, so then you are no longer aliens, strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is grown into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Now notice how that segment begins. So then, look at the big picture. Verse 11, formerly you were far off. Verse 13, but now in Christ you have been brought near. Verse 19, so then you are fellow citizens of God's household. And now Paul uses um, some different metaphors to describe who we are in Christ. There are lots of different ways of viewing it. And he uses right here three metaphors. He calls us, uh, uh, he refers to us as a, a kingdom. We're no longer strangers and aliens. Now we are fellow citizens of God's kingdom. Think Colossians chapter, chapter 1, verse 13. You've been transferred from the domain, or you, you've been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of His dear Son. We're all part of a kingdom. We all have the same king. Then we are also a household. God is our Father by adoption. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, together with one another and with Christ. We truly are spiritual family. And then he says we are a building. Christ is the cornerstone. Now, that's not a term that we use a lot. We think maybe of a ceremonial thing on the corner of a building. There might be a plaque what year it was built or something. But in ancient construction, the cornerstone was... Very significant. The cornerstone is stone that would be made to exacting dimensions and shape and set first before all other parts of the building, and everything else was measured in relation to the cornerstone. That stone determined the size and the shape and the support of the whole building. Christ is our cornerstone. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.